We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my fabulous friend and sweet soul. I'm so honored you're spending part of your day here with us on Empower Radio. So imagine being utterly confused about this thing called life. Your relationships are in shambles, your body and health is falling apart, and you're broke to boot. Then imagine being guided into a school with master teachers that explain life in such a clear and comprehensive way. They provide wisdom, experiences, and exercises that not only change the way you see things, but also the way you feel and how life starts to show up transforming sickness into vibrant health, healing relationships, attracting true love, and then manifesting abundance. Well, I don't have to imagine this because it was my reality. And now that I feel great, my relationships are awesome, and my life works with grace and ease, my intention is to help as many people as I can get to this higher ground. That's why I do this show and why I'm so very honored and excited to share with you today the master teachers that assisted me in what many would say including myself, a miraculous life transformation. And I know their wisdom, consciousness, and clear way of speaking and being can also help you. I did a shout out to my friends and Facebook family and asked you what questions you would like the answers to. And I was so happy to receive the response that I did. So today we're going to delve into these questions and receive the perspective, astute knowledge, and profound brilliance of Drs. Ron and Mary Holnick. Ron and Mary are pioneers in the worldwide leaders of spiritual psychology, as well as teachers and facilitators of awakening and consciousness. They're renowned educators, authors, and the founding faculty and co-directors of the University of Santa Monica. And for the last 35 years, they have designed, developed, and facilitated educational programs in spiritual psychology. Both Ron and Mary are licensed family and marriage therapists, and Mary is also a licensed clinical psychologist. They are the authors of two amazing books, including Loyalty to Your Soul, The Heart of Spiritual Psychology, published by Hay House and available in 12 countries and eight languages, and also Remembering the Light Within a course in soul-centered living, which was also published by Hay House in 2017. Remembering the Light Within has been described by Larry Dossie as an essential guide for anyone seeking deeper meaning and fulfillment, not just for the individual seeking it. It is an essential, essential at this point in history for our flourishing and continuance as a species on our beloved planet. So, Doctors Ron and Mary, thank you for saying yes to another conversation with me here on Journey to Center. Well, thank you, Tammy. It's always a joy to be with you, and our conversation with you is always stimulating, enlightening, and joyful. And fun. <laughs> and I remember years ago, Ron, when you said in the classroom, if it's not fun, I don't want to do it. And That's I didn't right. understand at that point because... There was no time for fun, but now that is kind of my touchstone and guiding light, so I, I want to thank you for that. You bet. <laughs> you bring the fun factor in in a big way. So I have a list of questions here that um, my community has given to me to ask you, and I'm so excited to put the two of you, to put my friends and you together, and to hear what you have to say, because there's some good ones here. So we're okay. going to start 
with the. Uh, <laughs> are you ready? Are you sure? We're ready. We're ready. <laughs> well, like I had said uh, before we got started, I've never heard you receive a question in the classroom, and I was there for six years that you didn't know the answer to. You didn't come up with either something wise or funny uh, <laughs> with the answer. So I, I'm excited about uh, diving into this. So the first question is from Angelia Lynn Voltier. She wants to know, and I think this is such a great question, how do we overcome our self-sabotage so that we can start to really enjoy our life? Well, that is really a great question. That's a good one, isn't it? That is such a great question. You know, and really, one could start almost anywhere in answering it because First of all, when we sabotage ourselves, it's generally an indicator that we've got some competing intentions going and that there, is, uh, there are misunderstandings, misinterpretations, misidentifications in the consciousness that really block us from the awareness that we are the love. Because the more we dissolve the barriers to the awareness of the love, the more we come into respecting, honoring and treating ourselves in, in, uh, in more loving and caring kinds of ways. You know, and uh, part of my answer is karma, K-A-R-M-A. And our teacher, John Rogers, said another way to spell it is S-T-U-P-I-D. It's like <laughs> when, we're in, when, we're, when we're in the area of our own uh, unawareness, we, we really are pretty blind, and, and we often make decisions that are based out of reactivity or out of um, naivete. You know, we're not clearly seeing ourselves. We're not clearly seeing the situation. We're seeing through the lens of perception, which is clouded by our misunderstandings and our unresolved issues. So let, let's, um, you know, uh, that kind of question really allows us to really move into um, some basic core understandings without which um, it makes no sense. So, first of all, any kind of those kinds of uh, things that we're doing inside, it's important to understand that the part of us that is doing that, that is engaged in those kinds of uh, let's call them problems for now, is what we refer to as the ego, mm -hmm. our personality. The ego needs to be distinguished from the essential essence of who we truly are. Because as you know quite well from your experience, any time that someone goes deep, deep, deep inside, all they ever find is that, oh my God, there is a loving presence in there that is really me that I really had no idea was there before. So the task, first and foremost, always is one of beginning to clean what Mary referred to as the lens of perception, because that deeper part of you, which we like to refer to as the authentic self, uh, but soul would be just would be another way that would accurately describe it. That part of us, where we are very, uh, we're present in that part all the time. We just don't know it. We're not aware of it 
because of the emphasis that we received on what was important when we were maturing and growing up. And so most of us are really only guilty of a stake of my mistaken identity. That's the biggest problem that we have. As we become clearer on that which is our very essence, we see that those kinds of sabotage um, dilemmas that we come up against inside are all ego dilemmas. They're all based on things that are referenced in physical world reality about which we think, should we go this way, should we go that way? I say I want to lose weight, but I, but I eat like it's going out of style. I say I want to stop drinking, but I still have four, four glasses of uh, wine a day. Uh, I say I want to stop doing drugs, but yet I continue to take them. All of that is ego-referenced material. The authentic self, when we're at that level, it doesn't have those kind. It knows very well that, hey, uh, let's just stop this nonsense. Uh, I shouldn't even call it nonsense because that's, that's judgmental. But I know from myself, uh, many years ago when I was young, I, I smoked pot, not a lot, but uh, enough. And when I found out that that was actually detrimental to my spiritual growth, I just quit on the spot. That was the end of that. Never went, never took another puff. So it's the awakening, and that's why we call it the first book, Loyalty to Your Soul, Awakening to That Which Is Your Soul and What Its Purpose Is. And the second book, Remembering the Light Within, is another way of saying there is this light within all of us, but we have forgotten we're suffering from temporary amnesia. So in a way, that's a long answer, but uh, I have to go there in order to avoid a very superficial answer. And I appreciate that so much. And, and I know you're already giving people a lot to think about. And I'm, I'm just so excited to have you on for two shows because we are going to be able to go deeper and higher. Um, but I definitely want to get to as many of the questions as I have here because they are very thoughtful and heartfelt. And so thank you for that. It's, again, incredible wisdom. And, and I, can, I think can open people's hearts and minds to different ways of seeing themselves and maybe the nature of life. So um, the next question came from a very dear Facebook friend of mine, Trisha Brown. And she says, are there techniques you can suggest to help us heal from another person's painful words or cruel treatment? Maybe an effective approach to healing from um, painful feelings due to the harsh words or actions directed towards oneself. Does that make sense? Sure. Yes. Okay. You know, that is, such a, that is such a good question. You know, part of it is uh, learning not to take things personally. But mm -hmm. when we have taken something personally and somebody's negative statements towards us, we've internalized and we've taken them to somehow be, uh, to mean something about us. It's, um, it's a beautiful opportunity for self-compassion and self-forgiveness for buying into the, the misunderstanding that somebody's perception about you or expression towards you defines who you are. It, it does not. And at the same time, 
you know, part of our taking it personally is because, generally speaking, Tammy, on some very deep level inside ourselves, we hold that view of ourselves in our consciousness. It, right. It, it may be that other people said it to us growing up. It may be that it's residue that's held in the unconscious, but if it strikes a chord and we take it personally, then it's such a beautiful opportunity for recognizing, ah, this is, this is a chance to let go of my own judgments, my own negative view of myself, and the absolute most powerful tool that we know for doing that is through compassionate self-forgiveness, not because we've done anything wrong, but <clears throat> forgiving ourselves for judging ourselves, for forgiving ourselves for buying into the misidentifications that somehow were less, anything less than divine. Mm-hmm. So, um, see, the way that that question is, uh, is worded, the painful feelings felt due to the harsh words, actions directed towards self. Um, in there is the key that tells you that that's ego thinking because... Mm-hmm the person is blaming someone else's harsh words or actions as the cause of the experience, the emotional experience that they are having. And that is one of the most fundamental misunderstandings of the nature of consciousness. And here's the way that that we like to uh, uh, talk with people about that. So if I were to ask this person, well, where does that discomfort take place, they make it very clear, well, it's in my, I, my feelings. I feel hurt because uh, blah, 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 blah. But the fact of the matter is that the feeling of hurt is occurring inside of that person. So our perspective on this and what we have uh, found over the years experientially working with people is it's not in the, in the words and the actions. It's how, what you take it to mean about yourself, as Mary was saying, because the experience is happening inside of you. Now, if someone's willing to go that far with us, then it opens up the possibility that that place where you have that experience inside of you can not only be accessed, but it can be worth worked with to let go of the underlying, uh, what Mary calls accurately, misinterpretations of reality. See, if you didn't take that personally and somehow think that that was directed at you, which is an ego approach to things, it may very well be directed at you, but that doesn't mean you have to take it personally. It would be like if someone, uh, let's say, throws a rock at you. Uh, why not just get out of the way rather than be hit and then be hurt by being hit by it? So what we have found are methods, and they you know very well they work. You've seen them, of people mm-hmm. just like getting out of the way, which is another way of saying simply not taking it personally. Uh, I get one of my favorite book titles was by a woman named Terry Cole Whitaker. Many people are familiar with her, and she wrote a book, 
and the book was called What You Think of Me is None of My Business. Mm-hmm. And I think that sums it up very nicely. It really does. And I remember being in this place where I took so many things personally. And once I've done this work, this self-forgiveness, knowing myself as a spiritual being, having a human experience, once I come, came into this place of understanding who I am as love, when people say things or do things, I just don't even feel compelled to engage. It's That's just right. like, mm, I'm not standing in front of this distorted circus mirror. It's, pre- it's reflecting me in a way that I know is not the truth of who I am. So I just don't stand there. I just move away and I go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, it's like rock, rock coming in, time to move out of the way. Yeah, I'm just going to... Thank you. No. Yeah, so it's, it's such a relief to do this work. And it is, it's, it's confusing at first. What do you mean it's not out there? What do you mean it's in here? But I think your books are very helpful tools to get people to start to open their minds and hearts to this way of thinking. It really is a reflection framing from the human um, perspective to more of a spiritual perspective. And things are much clearer from that perspective. Yeah. And the key, the key thing in this is to continually ask the question, where is the experience occurring? It's not occurring out there. It's always, always in here inside yourself. So why not work with it there? That's the only place real change can happen. That's right. Yes. And it's so helpful to wake up into the awareness that it really is an inkblot world, that outer experience is a reflection of inner reality, and that it's our consciousness that is primary in uh, creating the attractor field that draws certain experiences to us. And that's an extremely empowering uh, awareness, because otherwise... We're destined to be chronic victims, always at the effect of other people, other situations, things that happen outside of us. And yes, things do happen outside of us, but when you recognize that where you have the greatest choice is inside in terms of your attitude and the response that you choose to make to it and to yourself really uh, gives so much leverage. So much leverage, yeah. So much freedom. Miraculous transformation in my case. (laughs) You're not alone. No. No. Oh, I know I'm not. You've had thousands and thousands and thousands of students and clients and readers and their lives have been transformed. And and, uh, again, I'm just so grateful you said yes to this human experience and yes to being the teachers that you are because it really, I don't think I'd be where, I know I wouldn't be where I'm at without your contribution to my reality. So just so grateful for your wisdom. Um, Thank you. That's very kind, Tammy. So I have another question from my friend Jan, and it's, it's not an easy question. She um, lost her daughter in a really tragic accident as she was graduating from high school and a train, um, a train hit the car and four of the teenagers died instantly. And she's done a lot of work with, um, young, uh, well, parents that have lost their young children. And she's been a beacon of light for, for many, many people. She's also been a school teacher for over 50 years. And she wants to know, why do so many good children die young? Well, you know, the only way we can possibly address that question is from a spiritual perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, from an earthly perspective, from the ego's perspective, from the perspective of physical world reality, There just is no answer. Mm -hmm. But in the spiritual reality, there is. And 
it's important to keep in mind in spiritual reality, um, we come here to learn. That is the basic uh, reason for this whole creation is for souls to come onto the planet to learn things. So usually what we're learning is referred to as karma, but that that tends to have a negative uh, kind of a taste to it. But if we if we take the word karma and really turn it into unlearned lessons, things that we have not yet learned, it makes more sense. We simply come here to learn things that we have yet learned. So there are children who come onto the planet who are very old souls, and they don't have very much to learn. And they can very often learn it in a relatively quick period of time. And when they have done, when they have finished learning what they're here to learn, they want to get out of here as quickly as they can because they know very well that the longer they stay here, the more potential there is to create things of a negative nature because this is a negative realm whereby they can create more lessons to then unlearn again. Mm. So... uh, very often, that's, that's what happens. I remember my first teacher used to say to me, she would say, Ron, you must understand, you have no idea how hard the masters of light have to work to get all the people on the plane that is going down that need to be on that plane and get everybody else off. And I've never forgotten that. And there was one time we were walking together toward a hospital and someone was wheeling a young man toward us and he had one of these conditions and, uh, you know, where the body is all contorted and the head is just flailing around and the person isn't obviously very conscious. And my teacher was very clairvoyant and as we were walking by and we got a little further apart, she looks at me, she's reading my mind, and she says, you know, Ron, you really don't have to feel sorry for that young man. You know, we'll, we'll beg the question right now. How did she know that you were feeling that? <laughs> well, she was clairvoyant. So then she followed it up. with. She said, the fact of the matter is that he is preparing to leave the planet. He's learned everything that he can to leave here, that he needs to learn to leave to in order to graduate. This thing that he is going through now is a condition where he doesn't have to uh, participate very much in life. He just is uh, viewing the whole thing because he can't really participate. And she said, and not only that, he knows this. The lesson he's learning now, the last one is endurance. Mm. He knows this. He is deliriously happy. He just can't (laughs) express it to you. You should be as happy as he is. Mm. And I, you know, again... Uh, we tend to evaluate in terms of physical world reality because most of us are not aware there is a much, much, much bigger thing going on here than just what we perceive in this reality. And that's why uh, the name of the book is Remembering or Awakening or Enlightening. Those words all mean the same thing. And it has to do with this other thing that's going on. Yes, and I feel like it's thinning the veil between heaven and earth. 
being able to bring more of that love that is our nature that is heaven here on this planet of duality free will and choice because this is this is a crazy place so the irony yeah the the irony is that heaven is always here on earth we just are not awake to it i'm waking up to it thanks to you guys (laughs) me too me too mary too yes I know. I love it. I can't believe it. We only have two minutes left here. So what I'd like for you to do is uh, let people know where they can get a hold of your books, maybe find out more about what you guys are up to. How can they do this? Yes. Well, our book, Remembering the Light Within, or our first book, Loyalty to Your Soul, they're both available on Amazon.com. That's probably the easiest way for people to get them. And our website, um, where they can learn more about the University of Santa Monica and our work in spiritual psychology, um, www.universityofsantamonica.edu. Perfect. So we have like a minute. So you're going to have to make this quick, Ron. I know that's not your nature. My (laughs) girlfriend wants to know, what's the best way to learn how to manifest? Well, it depends on what you want to manifest. <laughs> if you want to manifest <laughs> a fulfilling life, then learn and practice the principles of spiritual psychology. Uh, that'll, that'll increase your chances a thousandfold. Well, it works for me. <laughs> us too, us too. Yeah, it's pretty easy to manifest nowadays. So, yeah, I think once we clear our issues of unworthiness and knowing ourselves as love, things can show up with a lot more grace and ease. Absolutely. Yeah, that is surely our experience, Tammy. Oh, gosh. I just love I just love what you teach and you know and you learn and you share. And it's just such, again, an honor and privilege to be connecting with you, Ron and Mary. And so grateful you said yes to a second show, which will be airing next week. So to my guests, my friends, my listeners, thanks for being a part of the energy of the show today. And if I didn't get to your questions, I hope to get to them on the next episode. So tune in and be in touch. And are you guys on social media? Yes. Yes, we are. Um, Ron, and are you on, uh, is it USM or is it you guys? It's USM, University of Santa Monica. All right. So connect with University of Santa Monica and, and receive the gift that is here for you now. So God bless you. You guys are in our hearts and prayers, and I hope to connect with you soon. Take good care. Bye for now. 